Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. Time for another show. And I've got some exciting news. Since I did this interview, um, these cats reached out to me. I found out they're going to be having an album release party right here in our region in Texas at the Love and War right here in Plano. So I hope you guys can make it out there to see them on November 11th at Love and War, Texas. This is Kerosene Drifters are going to be there with their new album, The Gun Announced Go. And after hearing this interview, you guys are definitely going to want to see them, especially when you hear their music. So I can't wait to get to it. Before I do, you know, I always like to sing a song for you. So I'm going to sing a song called Wash It Off off of one of my older records out there. And I hope you enjoy it. And when we come back, we'll be with the Kerosene Drifters. Dirty from the world, sticky with worry. 
here we are with um, the Kerosene Drifters, and I have really wanted to have you guys on the show because you're a husband and wife team, a lot like what I've been doing for 30 years, and um, I'm just excited to have you guys on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Maylee, for having us. Well, Absolutely. I, um, <laughs> I want to hear about you guys. Of course, I read a little bit about you online, but I want to hear from your words and and it didn't really give me any history about the two of you and how you got together and how you ended up doing this music thing. So I want to know exactly how it happened and what exploded that made you guys decide to do this and, and go into doing full-time music. Because I think I read that you, you guys do this pretty much full-time. We do. We yep, we um, write and record and we travel and play shows and uh uh, we record for other people and that, and just kind of everything music is what we try to do, really. Well, I know that you guys um, are living in Dallas it. now, right? You live in Dallas? North of, kind of the Sherman area, actually. We're north of Dallas. Okay, that's fine. But we travel all over Texas and, yeah, and uh, I think you're originally from Colorado, New Mexico. Originally from San Antonio, correct? That's my hometown, and that's where we met. All right, let's hear that. She's story. originally from a little north of here. Well, let's let's hear that. Met, <laughs> how I met. You know, it's funny. We uh, I didn't realize that um, we didn't have any of our history on you know on the internet until you said something. I'm like, oh wow, that's that's you're right. Uh, so we do need to put that up there. So um, I moved to San Antonio. Uh, for a job. And I worked in foster care and adoption at that time. And I uh, worked for a few agencies and all that, but ended up in San Antonio for, for that. And uh, my boss was his aunt. And so, of course, whenever I moved to San Antonio, I didn't know anybody. And so I'm like, well, I need to, I need to do something other than just work, right? And uh, so I hopped on Craigslist, and my intention was to find, like, a concert band to play clarinet or sax or something in because it had been a long time since I had done anything like that. And I answered an ad that actually was looking for a female vocalist for a rock band. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can do that. <laughs> I sang in choir in college and all that, and so I could I could totally do that, right? <laughs> And so um, when at the time that we met, I had a rock band. Corey was a full-time musician playing in a few different bands. and But we didn't know each other, and it was through his aunt. You know, he came in with his cousin to go have lunch, and his aunt was like, Hey, Dana, you're in a band. Why don't you come in? <laughs> Why don't you come to lunch? Sure. Well, Corey, what did you think when you first met her? And what, you know, were you smitten right off the bat? Um, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she definitely caught my attention for sure. I mean, when, when I first heard she was in a band, I was like, okay, you know, whatever, everyone's in a band. Um, but then I heard her sing and, and heard, you know, her perform with her band and I was like, oh, all right, this, this girl's for real. So, um, we got to talking at lunch and we just hit it off and, um, we're, you know, friendly at first. And, uh, I was going through some things, so I wasn't quite ready for jumping into a relationship. And, uh, and so we kind of just talked back and forth for a few months. Um, and then I went on a tour with one of the bands that I was playing in to Pennsylvania. And when I was gone, I, you know, got to talking with her and we set up a, a meet and greet kind of, so to speak, and, uh, turned into a date. 
and <laughs> we've been inseparable ever since that night. Yeah, literally inseparable. I mean, I think there was one week that he stayed with his parents just visiting and he got sick and that's why the week got extended, you know, and that's about as much as we've ever been separated in 12 years now. Other than a day or two here. Yeah. Today. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. Well, mm-hmm. so that you already answered my question when I talk about when I talk to people about COVID and how that how they reacted to being stuck with each other for a while. You guys have been doing it for a long time. So that was no that was not a big deal for you at all. But, you know, it sounds very familiar not to my biggie. story because um, same kind of thing. I hired George to be in my band. Um, 30 years ago and we were both in we were both in kind of tumultuous relationships actually at the time and uh, but we got to know each other and six months later we got rid of our relationships and got together and been together ever since but um, I'll tell you being you know being in love and making music together it's actually a pretty cool thing. It's a it's a really sweet way to live life. Um, it can be a little bit treacherous when you've had an argument and you're on stage and you have to try to portray everything as if it's um, cool. But we've just gotten to where we talk about it. We're we're kind of like Sunny and Cher, where we just and y'all are probably too young to own, to know who Sunny and Cher are. Did y'all remember anything about them? Oh, I know who they are. Okay, <laughs> I have to be careful because I'm so old, and so many people that I that I um, interview have no idea who I'm talking about half the time. But um, we just we just Aww. lay it all out there. And so, um, but it it is really a beautiful way to spend your life is making music together. I'm sure you guys can, would have to agree because that you've decided to make this your lifelong effort. And I'm excited for you because I know that you, um, have been working hard at, um, putting out another, another, uh, recording, which you're going to be, um, debuting at the end of November in, uh, San Antonio at that really cool place called Sam's Burger Joint. So all you people listening in San Antonio, you have to go and we'll give you more information about that a little <laughs> later. But, um, I noticed that you guys in the 12 years that you've been playing, you've, you've opened for a lot of different acts. Before I go off to that, though, what instruments, yeah. all, what all instruments do you play between the two of you? Because I, I see so many things listed. Yeah. So um, I started off at playing clarinet and sax in, you know, middle school, high school, college. Um, and of course, the vocals. So I've been, you know, singing forever. Um, and then I learned guitar. I learned piano. So I'm, you know, play those on stage also right now. For the most part, I just play bass on stage, though. Okay, and Corey, you're, I know guitar, but what 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 all do you what else do you do? Well, we have pretty parallel backgrounds because I played sax in band as well oh my in goodness. high school. Um, yeah, and <laughs> uh, but I, I I grew up in a pretty musical family. My father um, is a musician. He sings and he plays bass. He's a really killer bass player. Uh, plays piano and guitar. And then his family, um, all of his brothers and sisters and, and my grandparents, uh, used to be a, a touring Southern gospel family band, um, like the Partridges, except for like they did gospel music. Right. And uh, so so I grew up in, you know, in that realm. And uh, my dad played, you know, in a country band in the 80s and 90s. And uh Actually, they were the house band at the Blue Bonnet in San Antonio for a couple of few years. Um, so 
I, I definitely gravitated towards guitar early on. Um, and then, you know, as I got a little bit older, I picked up bass more and more, um, you know, because my dad's such a great bass player. And so I, you know, I had him to refer to and ask questions and whatnot. Um, and then I actually, um, for a while I was paying the bills, playing bass and country bands, mm-hmm. um, around the time that I met Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I've played lead guitar in several country bands as well. I was kind of a hired gun for a while and I kind of floated from, you know, here to there and just picked up gigs where I could. And, um, then, uh, I jumped into J.R. Castillo's band and I was in his band for uh, two or three years. And that's around the time that <clears throat> Dana and I started playing music together because we had our separate bands. Right. And, uh, then we had like any free time we had, we were kind of jamming at, at the house and we we're like, why are we not doing this <laughs> right. in public in front of people and, you know, maybe making a little cash at the same time. And so that's oh, yeah. when, that's when we started, you know, playing together and it was just a, me and an acoustic guitar and, and she sang and she played a little bit of acoustic guitar and a little bit of keyboard. And we did that for a few months and then, I looked at her and I said, you know, if we want to actually become a band someday, the easiest transition would be if you played bass. Mm-hmm. So then we'd have bass and guitar and we just need a drummer to complete a, the uh, the outfit, you know. And uh, so I uh, handed her a bass and I said, here, these are the notes that you need for this song. Yeah. And uh, I taught her like three songs. And then that next weekend, she played them on stage at our show. And then like the following week, I taught her three more songs and so on and so forth until we had a whole set that she played on. And now she, you know, she's a good enough musician to where she picked it up quickly. And then she got to the point where she could teach herself and I don't really have to help her anymore. She mm-hmm. learns everything on her own and whatnot. And I, I don't remember what the original question was, but I just <laughs> answered a whole lot of them for you right there. No, I was talking about the, yeah, I was talking about the very thing you answered, the musicianship and what you guys played and how it works. Well, what is so really wonderful about y'all is that you're both really good singers as well. And how nice it is for you to have that, you know, to be able to go back and forth because um, I'm actually the only real singer in my band. I mean, I've got guys that can sing a little bit of background here and there, but um, it puts a lot of pressure on me and as you know, I had to actually, re- I had, oh. to, had to reschedule this um, interview because I lost my voice um, when we were originally supposed to do this. Oh. And it makes it, it makes for a tough night when you don't have anything to fall back on. And um, so how oh, nice that you both are able to sing. And if you had to, you could cover a night either way. Um, that, that, I, 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 We've I mean, been, that has happened before. Has it? Well, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm it's jealous rare. that you have that ability because <laughs> I uh, I don't, and it puts a lot of pressure on me. And it, there's many nights that I've had to get up and do a gig where I don't even know where it came from. But um, but I uh, but I I do believe that I that I've been given a gift, and I give it, and I just go up there and say, okay, whatever comes out comes out. And I'm I, I'm I usually am just pretty upfront about it and just tell them. And it's miraculous that I can actually sing sometimes, but I can't talk. It's really bizarre. Anyway, right. I wow. I love that you guys helped each other. I mean, because you did. I mean, and 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 Corey, how beautiful it is that you um, helped her learn a, another instrument, and now 
Dana, you have a plethora of instruments that you can play. And um, I, I, I would mm-hmm. love to come out and see you guys sometime because I know it's got to be so entertaining. I hope you guys do take advantage of being able to play all those different instruments. Oh, absolutely. And we've actually started talking about um, bringing the keyboard back into our duo. Um, and then, it, you know, having that other element because we used to, you know, and then just I, we dropped out of it. But <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah. And like, man, they, they with the vocals, I, we both grew up loving harmonies and just huge block, you know, five, six part harmonies. If you I mean, as many as you can shove in there, basically. And I think that's why, you know, we try to do it as much as possible. So like our blood harmonies, our voices blend really well. And uh, it's nice to have to go back and forth because it gives, you know, the audience kind of a, an aural break from one another. Absolutely. You know, so it's not the same thing all the time. Absolutely. We like variety. I, well, <laughs> of course. And people love that. That's why people like going to festivals and going to places where going go to shows that they know they're going to see several different bands. It's hard to do in clubs because it's hard to do those changeovers. But if you can do it mm-hmm. within your band, that is a big plus. So, well, I want to play a song for everybody so we can just get right to it and let everybody know why I wanted you on the show because you guys really are talented. And we're going to play Redemption. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Um, So we write with a friend of mine who I've known for 25 years or so. His name is Lee Winter, and he lives in San Antonio. He's a songwriter. And uh, he sent me the lyrics and the, you know, the framework of the song. And uh, we kind of took it and ran with it. And so got to give him credit because he wrote this incredible song and then uh, I did all the guitar work, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, it's kind of got a spaghetti western kind of element to it. I like to say that if Clint Eastwood was making the movies that he did in the 60s today, that this one would find its way in one of those because it kind of has that feel to it to me. Well, it's a fun song for sure. As soon as I heard it, I thought I've got to play that one first. So we're going to play Redemption right now. And mm-hmm. when we come back, we're going to talk some more with Kerosene Drifters about... Um, this show that they have coming up and the, the uh, singles that they've released and just just how much fun it is to do this thing called music with one another and especially being married. It is, it is actually pretty cool and I'm really, really happy to have you guys on the show today and we'll talk about it. So we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas, and here's Kerosene Drifters with Redemption.
With Kerosene Drifters, and I'm talking with the husband and wife team of Corey and Dana, and how um, how interesting it is and fun to be able to be married and play music together. You guys seem to be on um, either on the road or at gigs all the time. Has it, has it been? Str- I, I would imagine that at this point, having been shut down for a while, it's kind of nice to get back out at, at it. But um, tell me about what it's like to be so busy playing shows together and playing music and recording. And what's your days like? Oh, it's I mean, it's amazing. You know, we we uh, get up not too early and uh, eat a good breakfast because we're both uh, foodies. You know, we, we love to cook and that sort of thing. And then we get right to work. I mean, because there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff that has to happen on in songwriting and producing and trying to put out the album. Um, And that's just a little bit of it. You know, we run all of this business by ourselves. Um, I think we would both agree that we get restless if we're at home too long. (laughs) So we love traveling and being on the road and, you know, being, meeting new people, being in new places. 
I don't always love not having my bed. (laughs) I get that. That's just the part of it, you know? I get that. But isn't it a great Um, feeling, though, when you um, share your music to people that have never heard it before and you can tell they're really getting it? Because, you know, for me, I'm now not traveling as much. I've got a husband that's, you know, running a city and I can't we can't tour like we used to do or travel. And so I, I do see a lot of the same people, which is fine. But it is so fun whenever we go out and play music to people that haven't heard us before. And we get to see, you know, the reaction that they really are enjoying it. It's not just my family that I packed into the room, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're connecting with uh, people that you may not have ever had that chance, with, you know, to connect with um, and just hopefully having this exchange of energy that everybody leaves wanting more and feeling good about, you know, life and their night. And, you know, yeah, it's very cool. So what is the process that you got? You know, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to (laughs) tag on to what she said that there's nights where maybe we're struggling um, individually and it's, it takes a little bit more effort to, put on your stage face and, you know, go out and put on a good show. But oftentimes on those nights where it's been hard for us, um, we've had people come up to us afterwards and tell us how much it meant to, uh, to them, you know, that we shared our music and that just makes it all worth it. You know, those nights are special and it's like you give of yourself and then the audience gives back. It's, it's, it's pretty incredible sometimes what, you get get to experience in this profession, you know? Well, you know, um, I've had a lot of people talk to me about what is, what it, does it mean to be able to go out and play music to you? What, how meaningful is it to you? And I've always said that, you know, we don't know why people are in the club or in the, in the gig or what, what they're doing there. The impetus behind it could often be, um, they're lonely and they didn't have anything to do and they wanted to go out and see some people live music because that's so nice to be able to do that rather than go to a club where it's, you know, just um, brought in, you know, piped in with a DJ. And then there's mm-hmm. also times where you don't know um, if it's a couple that, that maybe they're going through something and you sing a song that actually touches them and moves them and I've had people come up to me at night um, afterwards when I share stories about a song that um, helped me through something and they'll come up and share their story with me and for me it's all about connection and that's why I love doing what I do I love playing music I love going out and hearing live music so I've gotten to where now that my kids are grown and I'm an empty nester I can go out and see more shows and it it feeds my soul and you know it really does it really does something Mm -hmm. for me and it makes life worth living I I just couldn't imagine living my life without having that part um, that I do and it's it's really music is probably more important to me than than anything else and I can't imagine being without it and I'm sure that you guys feel the same way because if you don't it's a tough life I mean a lot of people think that you know they look at what we do and they think it's just so glamorous and like you said Dana there's a lot of work behind it all yeah no but I we love what we what we do and I couldn't imagine doing anything else and especially getting to do it, you know, with the person that I love. Um, man, it's, it's, we're, we're blessed. When, we're just, we're blessed. When, when, when you were young, did you, <laughs> did you imagine yourself doing this? Because I did. 
And is it what you imagined if you did? I'm yeah. sure, Corey, you had to have if you grew up in a family that was already playing music mm-hmm. and being so uh, out there. But has it? Is it what you imagined that it would be? Um, it's not specifically what I imagined, um, but it's definitely in the vein of what I knew that I was destined to do. Um, I, I kind of it's it's funny because I've known since I was about 15 that I was going to be a musician for the rest of my life um, in whatever facet that that meant. But for a long time before I met Dana, um, I was a sideman. I was a you know hired gun. I played in countless bands and pickup gigs and things like that. And it wasn't until we started playing together that I realized my purpose and my destiny. Um, and that was to make music with, with Dana. And mm-hmm. I've had the, the most focus and direction of my entire life since we started making music together. Wow. Well, so tell me about the songwriting with the two of you. Um, Is there, you know, I know that for me, I have thousands of memos on my phone, notes, napkins, (laughs) cards, um, you know. Uh, Tell me about that process for the two of you. Typically, um, I will start a song and it's, you know, lyrics, it's verse, chorus, something like that. And, uh, and then I'll bring it to him kind of once I have the structure and m- most of the lyrics down and all that. Uh, there's been more than one bridge that he's written for sure because he's good at he's great at that. And he's great at just like taking a song and making it, hearing it for what it is and how how can it be more interesting and improved upon and what does the song really, really need, you know, because my songwriting and my guitar playing is pretty basic. And of course he's incredible on the guitar. And so he's able to put in all these cool chords and and that sort of thing. That's usually how something gets started. Um, Of course we do have our, our friend that we talked about in San Antonio and he's, we've collaborated with him on about three songs. So, um, and then we have a song that, um, he, what? Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I was just, we have a song that started with the title. Um, it's called Barb's Wired. Yeah, that's true. And uh, <laughs> I just told her, you know, I was like, well, I play in all these country bands and they, there's a lot of discussion about Barb Wire. Well, what if there was a girl named Barb that gets wired up and goes and paints the town red and she took that idea and <clears throat> wrote the song from the title. Yeah. So well, kind and of what a, a fun situation. song. Oh. I watched the video as well, and I just cracked up. Because when I saw it, <laughs> I knew that you guys yeah. had to do a play on that. I mean, Barb's Wired, that is such a clever little um, thing that you guys <laughs> did. So um, yeah, I think you told me that your first song that you wrote together was Have a Little Faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how, so now, have you have you noticed how much you guys have grown together since that song in writing together? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember standing, so we had had an argument and I was standing in a, the threshold of a door and uh, I was like, just have a little faith that, you know, we're going to make it through this, that we're going to be okay, you know, and I was right there. Okay, that's it. That's That's a song. And so... I wrote it from there, um, but since that time, we've absolutely grown 
as individuals, we've grown together as a couple, we've grown as musicians and in as musicians together even. Um, yeah, we've done quite a bit of work, I'd say, on ourselves individually, on our relationship, um, just so that we can you know, try to, <laughs> try to make it the best that we can. Do you, um, have you ever taken off at a gig where you just went off on something and you, you knew that the other person was going to follow you? And I know probably you can do that a little bit easier when you play your duo, um, gigs, but just, uh, I'm asking mm -hmm. because I know with George and I, because we've been playing, you know, Gio and I've been playing together for so long that I can, we can kind of look at each other. Now the band knows that they just need to follow and that, you know, we can feel something. Yep. We can take things places because of our relationship, because we've been playing music together so long and because we know each other and we kind of can feel where one another's going. Do you find that with each other now that you've been together for 12 years playing music or actually every single time we play together? <laughs> yeah. Is it like that? That's so great. Yeah, I love that. Time. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, I tease her that she's got a psychic ability to read my mind um, because I don't even have to look at her and she follows immediately. Like she knows when I'm going to do something and she's just there, you know, and I, I feel like I follow her pretty well too, but uh, we just kind of, mm -hmm. we're, we're almost in each other's minds in that aspect. You know, we, um, we just have expectations that something's going to be different because we like to, let the music breathe and express itself in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're always on our toes and we're never like sitting back, just going through the motions. We're, we're always trying to make this, the music grow and add new wrinkles to things. And that's how like a lot of our songs have developed over the years. Um, and have a little faith is interesting. If you listen to the album version, um, the, the percussion element is very straight um, and we've like since then we've changed the feel of it to where it's kind of got a, a swing to it. And uh, that just kind of happened on, on accident in a show one day and uh, and it stuck, you know, and, and she just jumped in and followed along. So. Yeah. It, it, it happens every time we play. Well, every I got to tell you, there's been several times that George and I have written songs on the fly. And there's been, you know, now it's better because a lot of times people are, are recording or somehow. But years ago, we used to do it a lot. And we'd, we'd get home that night and forget what we did. I mean, it was one of those things where it was just, it was just oh. in the moment, you know, it was just one of those in the moment kind of things. So, well, I heard you talking earlier about yeah. how both of you like to cook. So tell me about that. Are you guys, um, do you, you're foodies, huh? And, and what kind of food do you guys like to cook? Man, everything. I mean, I mean, I used to cook a lot more, um, often but she's kind of taken the reins um so uh she'll request my chili from time to time yeah um, it's about chili weather right now it so is. i already asked him uh so uh when are we gonna do that <laughs> i make some pretty good filet mignons right um, oh yeah. your chicken with lemon butter sauce mm. yeah i make some italian stuff Ooh. Um, but she makes a, a, a wide variety of things i mean everything from like asian to Mexican, to barbecue, to 
Italian, I mean, All right, well, American, listen up. American I think you chicken guys, and dumplings. I think you guys yeah, should start putting right? some of those recipes on your website and do a little show people what you're doing because everybody's so interested in knowing how to make really cool um, things to eat. <laughs> I think that would be really cool if uh, if Corey and Dana in the kitchen, you know, let's just see what you guys can come up with. <laughs> Well, we're gonna play Bad Mojo, we'll post some stuff right? On Insta from time to time. We're gonna we're gonna play Bad Mojo. You want to give me a little bit of um, <laughs> a little bit of background on that? Yeah. So this one actually, we have. Okay, you were talking about the Barb's Wired video, right? And um, so the the man who directed that, his name is Brett William Mauser. He is a filmmaker in San Antonio, and he's put. You know, several different, he loves like campy horror is what he loves doing and he's great at it. And that's why like our video came out the way that was. And, you know, that's where the bunny came from okay. in the video, right? Because yeah. uh, he did this whole series of, of yeah. And um, so he was making a new uh, movie that had to deal with like anti-hero um, theme. And he said he needed something that was like a kind of a dark song um something that was gritty and and so that's where that's why bad mojo was written um and i just came up with it i was leaving my grandpa's farm you know and just for some odd reason the lyrics popped in my head and the the lyrics the melody and i came home and i wrote the song and yeah that's why we wanted it oh dark and but i love minor keys anyway so well you did it and then we're gonna play it it's called bad mojo yeah. with uh with kerosene drifters and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about their release um party that they're going to have where it's going to be and what it's all about and also they're going to do a song for us so i'm really excited about that so you're listening to kerosene drifters right here on texas homegrown music with maylee thomas and their song bad mojo
here we are back with the Kerosene Drifters, and they have a new record release that's coming up on November 30th at Sam's Burger Joint in San Antonio. If you, do, if you guys don't know about Sam's Burger Joint, then you haven't been around much because I'm going to tell you something. That is the cool venue in San Antonio to go to. How'd you guys get that gig? How fun is that? Oh, it's amazing. I we saw we've seen shows there and I knew I mean I had my heart set on this venue for this album release. Um because our first album release we did it on our own at a listening room and we did everything and it was just incredible because everybody sat on under the stars on their blankets and it was a very cool night. But I knew for this one, okay, we need to go big and we need to go epic. And um so yeah, I uh it took months of, of like, okay, we really, uh, we really love this place, and this is why we should play here. And, but Eric there um, was was very gracious to us, so good. Very excited for this show. Good, and I know that. Um, I think is Jr. going to be there with you guys? Yes. So Jr. Castillo is a co-producer on this new album, and um, of course, you know, good friends. And we've known each other for years. Corey used to be in his band um, there for a few years. And uh, so he helped produce this album. And then he actually also sang a duet with me. And that's one of the the songs on this on this album. And that's actually our latest single that was released on September the 9th. Um, and so he's going to open the show with uh, just, you know, him and an acoustic guitar, very intimate, do, you know, some of his tunes. And then... We're going to bring out not only our full band, but we're also bringing up our cello player from South Padre. And, and uh, that's Jen Mulhern of Genuine Cello. And she's just the most incredible cellist. I mean, her her entire show is just, oh, it's so amazing. So I know, goosebumps. <laughs> oh, um, I wish I didn't have a I gig on the third Our cello I would love it. I love the cello, and I love uh, I love when people incorporate it, especially in rock music. And um, I, my my keyboard player actually, um, his name is Jocelyn, and he has a YouTube channel. He does remakes of um, of really cool themes, and he's got a celloist that plays. And I mean, it's just incredible the way she can make that thing sound on a rock tune. I mean, it's it's really cool. So yeah. I I love the cello, and I love I love that you're going to have all that. Once again, a night that is going to be full of variety, and everybody needs to be there. So all you people in San Antonio, you've got to get tickets to go see them. And all of you people out here that love their music, make the trip. It's worth it. Go down to San. Antonio. Sam's Burger Joint is a really cool, iconic place. And if you've played there, you've really, you've are, you've pretty much made it in the Texas music scene. So I'm really proud of you guys to have your your um, album release party there. I think it's going to be remarkable, and I so wish I could be there. Be sure to put lots of pictures out on um, on the web and let us all see what's going on, so we can oh, be excited with you. And that's on November the 30th. Well, you guys are going to do a song for us now, and you're going to do the very first song that you ever wrote together and I think it's so beautiful still because a good song is a good song no matter when you wrote it and um, it's called Have a Little Faith 
What a blessing it's been to have you guys on the show, Corey and Dana. I, I can just tell you guys are really good souls and good human beings, and I wish you the best, and I cannot wait to meet you in person and give you all a big, give you both a big hug and tell you welcome to the music scene. I love it. I think it's remarkable, but you're representing Texas in such yeah. a beautiful way. We love it. We love it. We love it. And I love you guys for being on the show and for sharing your music with all our listeners. And we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music. But right now, Kerosene Drifters are going to do their song, Have a Little Faith.
Well, there we go. Another show. And I really enjoyed getting to know this couple. What a pleasure. And what a sweet, sweet soul he is. The way he, um, I, I can just tell by the way he talks about his wife. It's so endearing. And I love to see that. Um, I, I just got to say, it's the most fun to be able to interview these people and get to share their stories with all of you out there. They're just real people like you and I, and we just found a passion that we have, which is playing music. And for some people, it's actually writing and recording and others, it's just writing the songs or playing in the band. But I love that I'm able to share all of this with you guys. And thank you so much for all the positive input that I get when you share with me about the show and what it means to you. So once again, Texas Homegrown Music has brought some more music to your ears from Texas and that's um kerosene drifters what a what a pleasure I want to say thanks again to um Burris Injury Law Tups Brewery and for the Guitar Sanctuary for believing in me and making this all possible and thank you my listeners for also making it possible by continuing to support us I'm going to close the show today with Jared Dickinson. He's got a new song out called Long Hard Look, which is just a single off of his record that's coming out next February. If you guys like songs that really tell a story and give you a vibe about what life is like, you're going to love this song. So I'm going to play it for you on the way out. Before I do, I just want to say, remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. Peace out, everybody. Until next time, it's Maylee Thomas right here on Texas Home Farms. Brushing my teeth in the early morning light When I glance up at the mirror with a pair of weary eyes And it took me by surprise, filled me with concern The fella looking back, and he made my stomach turn Said take a long hard look, really hope you like what you see Now it wasn't his haggard face Shocked me to the core, that uncombed beard. Man, I'd seen all that before. There was something in his eyes and that crooked little grin. And the way he said it as he was whispering, Now take a long, hard look. Really hope you like what you see. Yeah, take a long, hard look in the mirror. And take a long, hard look at yourself. Take a long, hard look. my shirt, finished off my coffee, and I shuffled off to work, but I couldn't shake the feeling, could that mirror be shooting straight, should I be taking stock, should I investigate, take a long hard look, really hope you like what you see, yeah take a long hard look in the mirror, and take a long hard look at yourself.
mirror tall They say make sure your hands are clean Man and straighten out that walk How about the ones down on Wall Street Better yet, DC They have the same effect It's my mirror out on me Now take a long, hard look Oh, I really hope you like what you see Yeah, take a long, hard look in the mirror Yeah, take a long, hard look at yourself 